welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk Talent. I'm once again joined by Joe. Joe, how are you doing? I'm good. Thankfully that we're in the office and we're not in the rain that's just kind of um, thundering down outside, Michael. <laughs> I think uh, on our last podcast it was raining, so I'm thinking whether or not I'm... Um... I'm cursed that every time I come come over, the, the rain starts falling. Well, when I first started going out with my husband, for the first month, um, it was like that song, Why Does It Always Rain On Me? Because every <laughs> single time we stepped out, I had to have an umbrella. So I don't think you're cursed. I think it's probably me. <laughs> well, hopefully the sun has come out since. It has. We've been married 16 years, so I think we're fine. <laughs> okay, so... On today's uh, podcast, I want to talk about the subject of succession planning. Okay. Uh, I was reading an article recently, it might have been People Management, Committee Human Resources, one of the HR pubs, um, around this, around kind of the neglection of succession planning in, in some organisations. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first question to you is, like, what, why is succession planning so important and why should organisations not be neglecting it? So for me, succession management is all about having the right people in the right roles and doing the right things because that helps you deliver your strategy. If you don't know who your high potentials are or you don't know the areas where you need to invest in terms of skills, then how do you know that you're going to deliver your three, five-year plan? So for me, succession management is fundamental to the success of any talent director or even HR director because it's in a way it's your roadmap of your people and it enables you to have really strong strategic conversations around where you need to invest, um, where you might need to buy in more talent, where you need to think about um, moving people. Um, So it becomes like your footprint in the old way that you used to have a sort of compass and a map to get you from A to B, succession management for me is like your sat-nav. Right. It it really is your sat-nav of how you're going to deliver your business. The two are completely, for me, interlinked. Um, One can't function without the other. Yeah. Maybe you need to say, isn't this all this nine-box grid? You're going to ask me about the nine-box grid. No. Well, I'm being flippant. In in a lot of organisations, it is about the nine-box grid. But for me, it's time to throw the nine-box grid out the window because it puts people in boxes. I know we've talked about it before, and and, listeners will know that I am not an advocate of the nine-box grid. Um, I think it's old HR, and it's time to get rid of it. Because uh, it limits a com- it limits the conversation because you just focus on where people are rather than thinking about their potential and yep. that's that's for me old world kind of old world thinking rather than the new world um, future work thinking. I think it's time to look at it from a different perspective. And I remember when we were at uh, round our first roundtable late last year, um, and Beth um, Clutterbuck who was the CHRO of Deliveroo at the time, talked about an approach called the gutted list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she talked about that the conversation should be much more in succession management about doing it 
in a very quick and dirty way. And while there didn't necessarily huge amounts of science behind it, at least it starts to have that conversation. And it was much more about your, I'm asking you as a head of department to rate one to three, who would you be gutted if they left tomorrow? Right. And then think about why, what the succession is, where that person might go, yeah. what the skills there that they need to develop or that you know you're, that you really want to enhance. And then you're having much broader conversation around the people that you should be spending the time talking about. Rather than a nine box, which then goes, oh, we're going to talk about the top right only, or we're going to talk about the middle because we should be moving the middle up to the top right. And I just think it drives a conversation around the collective um, value of a group of people rather than it penalising people because you're looking at it narrowly from a, from a box perspective. So I like that approach that they took at delivery because I think it shakes up um, that old world thinking mm. and also enables HRDs and talent directors to do something to start the conversation off because most people are frightened about having that conversation because most people have grown up with the nine box. Yeah. Um, I was having a conversation recently with a startup um, and I was helping the HRD figure out what process they should use for succession management and we came up with, with, with the about using the gutted list and she went and talked to her CEO and her CEO said yeah that, I, re I really like that that could that, that could really work but I've always used the nine box so we're going to use the nine box and while the conversation has been successful and she's got mm. some things out she was already curtailed because the CEO had worked in other businesses that had used it so the more that we continue to use the same processes for me, we never really change HR. We never change the rule book. So how can we achieve, how can we achieve that mindset change? I think there are more HRDs coming into the into HR that are from the business. Yeah. And I think that's really exciting. People that haven't necessarily done the CIPD or kind of grown up from HR manager, and so we're getting a new fresh intake of people from you know from IT background because of you know automation. Um, from marketing and um, from commercial and they're bringing a different mindset because while they're people orientated they're thinking about it from a consumer perspective and thinking about the end-to-end -end yep. link up yep. Yep. rather than they're challenging conventional wisdom because they didn't like it as a manager so they don't want to own it as an HR leader and I think that's I think that's quite exciting yeah absolutely absolutely and what what role should kind of the broader leadership play? Well, I think that if you're talking about the exec, yeah, the exec own for me with an with a, with a chief people officer, the, the people agenda. Mm. And for me, that's a, they should be standing shoulder to shoulder with that HR leader because they should realise that without getting behind the people agenda, the business strategy isn't going to deliver. Yeah. So I think they have to challenge HR more to be more business orientated, to use data more effectively, to 
experiment rather than go big bang. There's too many businesses that wait for perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about this the other day with a with a colleague that they were waiting to get everything signed off before they changed the structure of their L&D team, for example. And I said, well, you could, you know, they're in a very hierarchical organisation. It needs to be signed off by five different people. And I said to her, what stops you doing some stuff now? Test it, you know, with a small group of people. Get some advocates, get some noise, because that's going to move it up that ladder a hell of a lot quicker than you waiting for the go. And then they say oh, I want you to deliver it in a month. It's not achievable. So for me, as HR, we need to kind of become much more like innovation labs rather than 19th century factory models, where in an innovation lab, it might they might launch it at 70%. Yeah. They test it, they iterate it, and then they get better. So things like succession management or performance, try some things. Because what's the worst that's going to happen? I was going to say, I guess there's that element as well of don't don't be afraid of failing in a way. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, obviously none of us want to fail, but actually let's be a, not as risk averse. Yeah, I mean, there's that quote, isn't there? Fail often, fail, you know, I can't even remember what the quote is. It's fail often. Um, you know, most entrepreneurs, there's, there's something about that an entrepreneur will fail probably five times more than they'll have a success. Yeah. And I think that's the same mentality that we need to have within HR around succession management. Yeah. You know, people are individuals. And the way that success succession management is set up is it's much more about moving people from boxes. It's much more robotic. Yeah. And therefore, for me, it's much more, we've got to think about it more holistically and that's why I like things like the gutted list or things that are quite smart and quick and simple mm. because they allow you to value the conversation. And it is about that success management that we talked about in the last podcast yep. about how you're helping that person, person succeed rather than thinking about, well, I've written them off because they're in the bottom box. Yeah, totally. Because everyone ultimately, we, you know, you and I have talked about it before, everyone has potential. It's potential for what? So therefore, let's have the conversation around that rather than if they stick to a grid. Yeah, correct, correct. You mentioned, so you've mentioned quite a lot of Deliveroo and the gut, their, their gutted list. Mm-hmm. Have you, any other examples of other companies that have done some innovative things? I think that, I think that we... I think that Capita, um, which you would you possibly would think wouldn't um, necessarily because they're you know they're, when you think of Capita you think of a, of a big sort of you know sixty thousand person business, but we met recently um, their um, director of talent Aaron, and he is trying to bring in much more of this thinking. He's trying to look at much more of the startups and use some of that in big business. I'm really admiring that because he's kind of open to trying things. So he's experimenting a lot more. And um, yes, he's coming up against barriers because of the nature of the size. But he's also trying to look at it very pragmatically and think about how he can um, take small steps to achieve the bigger goal. So he's thinking about the journey more than the destination, yep. and he's willing to go on that journey. 
I think also can be. Um, we met, and um, he came to one of our round tables, Kerr, who is um, a newly appointed um, head of talent. And again, he's looking at it much more from a consumer perspective and thinking about how he drives the right conversation rather than the process first. Yeah. Um, so I think there are people doing um, pretty simple and pragmatic mm. things and challenging that conventional wisdom. Um, but the more that we can collectively do that and share those examples, I think the more we'll get rid of the nine box grid. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And how should companies communicate their succession planning strategy? Because yeah. um, you know, if you're if if you are that employee, you want to know yeah. what succession planning is and what yeah. what those paths are. Like, how can companies be better at communicating that internally? Well, I think they have to stop keeping it secret. Um, and making it something that's only, when I was at Talk Talk, we did that for the top 200. But, you know, I don't think anyone ever had a conversation with me about where I was. Yeah. So I think there's a link up between performance and succession. I think the two are intrinsically linked. Mm -hmm. So instead of having two processes, why don't you just do it in one? Yeah. Um, I also think you just need to be open and honest about why you're doing it what it's going to be used for, um, where you can get support, and link it to career management as a whole. Right. So if you think about it, you know, in our triangle model, we sort of we sort of look at the sort of uh, building blocks of uh, being a great place to work. Yeah. And one of them is kind of open and honest career framework or career pathways. And for me, performance and succession feed into that. So if you're open and honest about the possibilities of that we, so at Talk Talk we set an internal mobility um, KPI. You know, we said that fifty percent of our roles would be filled by internal can, um, internal candidates. Yeah. You can have some metrics mm. around it. Um, you can make things easier for people to um, navigate. So your career portal. Doing a piece of work with King's College specifically at the moment around opening up career paths to make them understand and we're using a model called STAR mm -hmm. which is all about identifying the skills, the training, the attributes and the relationships and by being really open with people in a department around the skills, the training, the attributes and the relationships you're allowing and you're giving people permission to then challenge and have a conversation about yeah. it rather than keep it as a process which is done once a year and that there's loads of paperwork and there's loads of actions and the director of talent has to do that. Look about it, look at it broader as how, what does it mean to work here and how can you have a successful career here? Performance and succession feed into that. Love it, love it. Um, now you, you, you said some great stuff. If you could summarize um, in terms of say, three key takeaways for our listeners in terms of that they know they want to um, improve their succession planning. They may totally agree with you, but want to throw away this nine box grid. Yeah. What kind of three things would you say that here's, here's my three top pieces of advice for you? I think first, the first piece of advice is keep it simple. Um, and by keeping it simple, think about what the, the result or the exam question you're trying to um, solve 
I think communicate it, don't keep it um, quiet, you know, mm -hmm. don't, you know, the more that you keep it secret and, and make it um, feel as if it's um, more than it is, people read between the lines and they get nervous. Yeah. And I think the third thing is link it to the employee journey, so link it to career management as a whole. Don't see it as a separate process. Yeah. Join the dots so that it kind of it it's congruent uh -huh. and it's really easy for people to understand how this fits together. Yep. Perfect. Well, thanks, Joe. Really appreciate it. Uh, uh, hopefully, speaking on behalf of our listeners as well, they also really appreciate it. Um, thank you for everyone for downloading once again. Um, if you're new to this podcast, do check out the podcast page on our website for an archive of all the podcasts we've we've uh, published and put together um i think we're probably close to double figures now if yeah. not if not surpassing double figures so do so do have a look through we've covered a variety of topics um but for now we'll be back again in two weeks uh so thanks for listening thank you